Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Again, I'm your host Asia and today we have a very special episode. This is a Killer Kids edition. I hope you guys are excited like I am. Once again, viewers discretion is advised because we are discussing murder, violence, and drugs. This episode is a little different because we're talking about multiple kids. I hope you guys are super excited. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Christine Marie Palalila was born on March 31st, 1986 in Long Island, New York to a stay-at-home mom named Lori and Charles Palalilo, a construction worker. When Christine was just two years old, her father was killed in a construction accident. After her father's death, her mom began abusing drugs and eventually she lost custody of her children to her parents. When Christine was in kindergarten, she was diagnosed with alopecia, which caused her to lose her hair, eyebrows, and eyelashes. She reunited with her mom, who overcame her drug addiction and remarried. The family relocated to Clear Lake City, Texas, a a suburb of Houston. There, Christine met Rachel and Tiffany, who helped her improve her appearance and fit in. That year, she also began a relationship with 21-year-old Christopher Snyder. On July 18, 2003, Paula Lilo and Snyder went to her friend Tiffany Rollins' house in Clear Lake City. According to Christine, she and her boyfriend Chris planned to steal the drugs that were kept at the house, but Snyder reportedly got into an argument with Priscilla, which led to the shooting of Rachel Marcus, Tiffany's boyfriend, and Albert Sanchez, which is Marcus' cousin, and Tiffany. All four victims were shot multiple times. Rachel attempted to crawl to the phone and call 911 after she was shot, but Palalila struck her in the head multiple times with the butt of a 38 caliber revolver bashing her skull. Marcus and Albert were both shot in the crotch, a sign of sexual jealousy. Right after the murders, Snyder drove Christine to Walgreens where she was scheduled to work the makeup counter. So she didn't have any remorse of what she just did and she just went to work like nothing happened, like it was just a normal day. On October 13, 2008, Paula Lila was convicted of four counts of capital murder. As she had been a juvenile offender at the time, 17 years old, she was spared the death penalty. The following day, she was sentenced to life in prison. As of 2020, she is incarcerated at the Mountain View Unit in Gatesville, Texas, and will be eligible for parole in 2046. She will be 60 years old. So my thing is, would you guys let her out of jail? Like, if you were on the parole board, would you guys, you know, say, like, you know, you've been a model citizen or a model prisoner, you can get out? I really don't think so. Granted, she's 60 years old, but still, the life of a criminal does never stop. So we're going to move on to our next one, and he is Craig Chandler Price. He was born October 11, 1973 in Warwick, Rhode Island. Not much was said about his childhood or appearance, but as an adolescent, Price racked up a juvenile criminal record consistent of crimes like breaking and entering, robbery, stalking drug use, and assault on most occasions with his own family members. Price committed his first crime at the age of 13 in Warwick, Rhode Island on the night of July 27, 1987. 
He broke into a home that was two houses away from his own. He grabbed the kitchen knife and stabbed 27-year-old Rebecca Spencer 58 times, killing her. A little over two years later, Price was a 15-year-old freshman in high school when he murdered three other neighbors on September 1, 1989. He was high on marijuana and LSD, stabbed 39-year-old Joanne Heaston 57 times, her 10-year-old daughter Jennifer 62 times, and crushed the skull of 8-year-old daughter Melissa and inflicted 30 stab wounds. The stabbings were so brutal that the handles broke off the knives he used with the blades staying inside the bodies of the victim. His reason behind the killings were because he was exposed to racism by whites as a young child. On April 4, 2007, Price was accused of stabbing fellow inmate Joshua Davis with a five-inch homemade knife. On January 18, 2009, he was sentenced to 25 years for that crime. So for his other four crimes, he was only sentenced to a couple of years and he was, he was approved for parole. He was going to get out of jail because in Rhode Island, you only are allowed to stay in prison a few years. And he was in juvenile jail. So at the age of 21, he would be free. But a couple of days before his birthday, they tried their hardest to keep him in jail because he was basically a criminal. And it's just like, if he get out of jail, he's going to kill again. So... I'm asking you guys, do you think they did the right thing or maybe they should have let him out and see what he did? Personally, I think they did the right thing. They found any reason to keep him in jail and that's exactly where he needs to be. And our last person we have here is Brenda Spencer. She was born April 3rd, 1962, lived in the San Carlos neighborhood of San Diego, California in a house across the street from the Grover Cleveland Elementary School. Her parents having separated, she lived in poverty with her father, Wallace Spencer, both sleeping on a single mattress on the living room floor in a house filled with empty bottles from alcoholic drinks. For Christmas in 1978, her dad gave her a Rugger 1022 semi-automatic 22 caliber rifle with a telescopic sight and 500 rounds of ammunition. On the morning of Monday, January 29, 1979, Spencer began shooting at the children waiting for Principal Burton Rag to open the gates of Grover Cleveland Elementary. She injured eight children and killed the principal as he tried to help children. She also killed the custodian as he tried to pull a student to safety. After firing 30 times, she barricaded herself inside her home for several hours. Ultimately, she surrendered and left the house reportedly after being promised a Burger King meal. Spencer was charged as an adult and pleaded guilty to two counts of murder and assault with a deadly weapon. On April 4, 1980, a day after her 18th birthday, she was sentenced to 25 years to life. As of August 2021, she remains prisoned at the California Institution for Women. Well... I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode because I really enjoyed telling it. I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I enjoyed telling it. Join me again next week as we dig into the background of another unknown serial killer. And remember, be nice to people. You never know who they kill. See you next week.